Charlie Babber to the end, aren't you? How'd you like a grenade in your truss? Besides my life, Frank wants my virginity. We all do. If only I'd known. Sanity sprung a leak. Degenerate. Now tell the truth. Would you be caught dead in this? It's way too long for me, sir. You're another sicko. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 podcast. I am one of your co hosts, Kenny, and joining me once again. Simon. Gentlemen. And Al. Gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're discussing Season 4, Episode 21, The Novocaine Mutiny. It's the 93rd episode overall, directed by Harry Morgan, written by Bert Perlunsky, originally aired on January 27th, 1976, and the production code is G523. The contention is that the accused, with intent to usurp lawful military authority did at the 4077 Mobile Army Surgical Hospital on or about October 11th, 1952, willfully attack his commanding officer, Major Frank Burns, and did illegally take command. This preliminary hearing is to determine whether the facts in this case indicate that a court-martial should be conducted and whether the accused, Captain Benjamin Franklin Pierce, should stand trial under Article 94 on the charge of mutiny. Is that clear, Captain? Crystal Colonel. And the plot summary for this episode. Frank has Hawkeye up on charges of mutiny for usurping his authority when Potter was away on leave. And Frank was the CO. Figure that. The judge advocate, Colonel Carmichael, tries the case. B.J., Potter, and Radar are in attendance of the preliminary hearing to offer support for Hawkeye. There are several versions of what happened. According to Frank... He was trying to hold the 4077th together during heavy casualties when everyone else was falling apart. According to the Eye of Hawk, BJ and Radar, it was Frank who was out of control with his regime. Finding no evidence of the alleged mutiny, the judge drops all charges against Hawkeye and puts Frank in his place. Well, I can do all that for you, sir. After you've gone, it's no trouble. Well, don't you want to get started before it gets dark? For Pete's sake, it's only 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I forgot! <laughs> Major, I know you're not giggling because you're wearing feathered underwear. You just can't wait to park your can behind this desk. I am second-in-command, sir. Let's not do too much second-in-commanding while I'm gone, right? I prefer to lead by example, to command through respect. Mm -hmm. But if all else fails, a leader can't hesitate to kick a few keisters. Oh? I think it was Napoleon who said, without discipline, an army is no more than a bunch of guys all wearing the same color clothes. Napoleon? Might have been Mussolini. Jeep's ready, sir. Thank you, Radar. Take care of these papers for me, would you? Yes, sir. Radio, Radio Tokyo, Tokyo, I'm on Tokyo, my way. way. And I'll don't make you burn, George. All I'm saying is don't go loco with the discipline. I'll only be gone six days, so easy does it. Of course, sir. Have a nice time and uh, don't do anything I wouldn't do. I don't know that I'd want to do anything you would do. <laughs> Only six days, Colonel? 
God created the universe in six days. Guest stars in this, of course, William Christopher is again back as the lovely Father Francis Mulcahy. We have Ned Wilson playing Colonel Carmichael. Ned is most well known for playing Max Hartman in Falcon Crest. And Johnny Hamer as the awesome Sergeant Zelmo Zale. Say that five times fast after you've had a bubble <laughs> of scotch. And Kelly Nakahara returns as Lieutenant Kelly Yamato. Not too bad today. Who's complaining? Pierce, honey, cut that. What do you think you're doing wearing civilian underpants? There's nothing sacred. These happen to be my mother's. Oh, really? They are. She said as long as I wore them, nothing would ever happen to me. She figured that since nothing ever happened to her when she wore them. I'm here to discuss something besides underwear. Make it brief. Oh, that's very bad. Not funny, but fast. It has come to my attention that Sergeant Zale lost $300 last night. Yeah, so? So that means that there's a thief around here, maybe more than one. Frank, Zale lost at gambling. I beg your pardon? Gambling, Frank. He was playing poker with us. Impossible. Gambling's been prohibited. There is no gambling in this unit. Therefore, the money was stolen. Can't argue with that kind of logic. I certainly wouldn't try. My mother always said two things. Never argue with crazy people and always wear clean underwear in case you get run over by a tank and have to go to the hospital. A wise woman. Okay, you two clever dicks. I'm going to conduct a search as only I can, and the culprit or culprits will be punished. <laughs> Frank, your sanity sprung a leak. Oh, we'll see. And when I find that money, you'll be laughing out of the other side of your sleeve. His mills grind slowly, but exceedingly dumb. All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. Ned, you want to start us off? Yeah, I notice here it's 1952. Um, <laughs> so it's yet again, Potter's now here when uh, Blake was here. So that's <laughs> slightly weird. Um, I, I, I really like the way that Father Morkay, he slightly claps when they all call Frank a cretin. There's a lovely <laughs> bit of like, acting there from, uh, from uh, William. And uh, Gary Berghoff's comedy acting um, is brilliant during the hearing, especially when they're talking about um, the stuffing being pulled out of him, and he just slowly, <laughs> casually points to himself. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it's brilliant. I, I love the, the Frank's version of things at the beginning, where you know it's all going chaotic. Hawkeye is screaming that we can't cope, we can't cope, and he's being the you know the Hollywood hero. Back to the front, soldier. Keep him coming. Gloves. Come on, Frank. Give us a break. We're only human. Are they less so, Honeycutt, because they're bleeding? Would you minister only to the healthy and the able-bodied? They're coming too fast, Frank. We're not machines. Shall I ask them to die slower, Pierce? We can't do it, Frank. We can't. You're asking too much. I'm taking over. You're mad. Mad! Mediocrity's no crime, Frank. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, because you know it's gonna. You know it's that's not the truth. But what I did know is right. He's right at the end when he's you know you know he's not going to get found guilty anyway yeah. of course um, but yeah. I like the fact that the, the person in charge of it kind of like knows full well how good of a surgeon Hawkeye is but it's the fact that they all just stand there and they go yep you know I could have been hung for that one I'll, but I'm still going to shake Frank so I'll punch him out <laughs> yeah see that bothered me the most but you know they do that for just the TV reason I mean half the stuff Frank does yeah is unforgivable so obviously you know he's just that kind of character I guess but uh, yeah no I gave it a 9 out of 10 I, I, I really I really did enjoy this you're cool. you're, you you're awfully you're awfully uh, generous with the nines <laughs> in this season. Yeah, not, mm. The thing is, though, they do say that actually this series is um is season four is actually one of the best mash series. Yeah. Uh, according to yeah. polls of, of what fans have, have done on like various mash websites, series four always comes out as as a really good series. And yeah, it just seems um just to casually flick through um 
Yeah, no, I, I've actually like every single one that we've done this in this recording session. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, again, I must disagree with my wow. esteemed British friend. Oh. That that's you, Mets, by the way. Right. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, another another court martial episode. Really, another bringing somebody up on charges episode. I didn't like it. I just didn't like it. Um, some of the some of the bits in it were were enjoyable. I mean, uh, I wouldn't say this was the worst episode, uh, even of the season or the series at all. But I just I just kind of felt it was redone. You know, it was kind of hashed a few times over um and i might be wrong but i thought i thought mutiny was a naval term i mean it technically i guess it could it could uh be construed for any military a branch mm. of the military mm-hmm. but mutiny is generally associated with something happening on a ship yeah so that's true i i don't understand why they would would do that um and uh, Frank, Mr. Bible Thumper Frank, he misquoted the Bible. God did not create the universe in six days. He created the earth in six days. But maybe Frank thinks the universe, I mean, the earth is his universe. I don't know. Is he, yeah, yeah. It doesn't surprise me. Um, I kind of like the, um, uh, you know, Frank telling, uh, Hawk, or Frank telling Radar that he was sick and perverted, but yet he's rubbing his fingers through Clinger's undergarments. <laughs> yeah. Ew. Yeah. It's a bit creepy. I know. There's got to be like all kinds of <laughs> hair and stuff in there. Because Clinger's not a Clinger's not a smooth boy. Let me tell you, Clinger's quite hairy. Clinger's the kind of guy that makes you. Clinger's the kind of guy that makes you go, "Yeah, we we are from the apes." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean, I guess on a scale of. One to ten, I, I'd put it at maybe. I'd put it in the middle of the road. I'd, I'd put it as a five, just because some of the bits were kind of funny. Mm. But you're right, Mads. At the end, I just want they could have done without that ending. It's like, okay, this guy just tried to get you killed, not not put in the brig, not slapped around, but he wanted a noose put around your neck and the life choked out of you. Okay, yeah. let's shake hands. <laughs> Hi, buddy. How you doing? Bull crap. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Now I'm with the Mets. Actually, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, I mean, you guys brought brought up all the good points. It was I loved you know the whole Frank's recollection of things. And that was great. Hearing everyone else's, and I love that he made them bug out. Mm. <laughs> you know, to the other side of the street, and then bug back again. On the very first day, Frank observed that the M in Mash stood for Mobile. So, he had us break down the entire unit and move it across the road. Frank is definitely flipped out. Flipped, like a fox. He's obviously picked up a couple hundred trusses cheap. Now he's creating a demand for them. Come on, chop chop, get the lead out. This is a war, you know. You see, I told you it was a war. But no, you keep saying we're both dreaming. How could we be in each other's dreams? How could I be in Korea? More important, why is this chicken outfit crossing the road? So we moved. And then the next day, we moved right back again. I mean, that's just hilarious. He'd be bugging, dude. <laughs> uh, but I think my favorite scene was at the end when um, he tried to get the group in trouble for playing poker because the band was still on. And Potter hears, again, it's a Potter moment. It's my favorite. You know, he hears what the ante is or he hears something. And he's like, oh. He hear, he hear uh, what won. Yeah. <laughs> what hand won. And he's like, do me in. And he sits <laughs> down with them. Did I tell you? I never resetted my order against gambling, and there they are, breaking it. 
You know, I've been burned with three of a kind before. It's getting so I can smell it straight. <clears throat> Two, three, four, five, and five. <laughs> a pair of fives. Oh, a crummy pair of fives. Bravo, Beach. You can win here with a pair of fives, huh? Yes, sir. In the immortal words of Napoleon, deal me in. <laughs> new player, new game, gentlemen. That is the, one of my favorite. It made me laugh so loud when I heard that. Um, because that's so Potter. You know? But yeah, I give this probably a good eight. Wow. Out of ten. Mm. Five, um, eight, and ten. I, I definitely enjoyed it. Did you guys catch the, and, and I don't know if it was a, a deliberate uh, deliberate imagery, but when we were hearing or seeing Frank's recollection of the thing, he had the um, the mirror on, on his yes. head. Yes. How yep, it kept I noticed catching it's... the light, kind of oh, like yeah, that halo. Yeah. Everything, though, did with the, yeah, I mean, because they held up, I think it was a cross. Yeah. Yeah. And he was flashing it, and the light was catching it as well. That was pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. And it you, was did, done on you didn't see any uh, camera either because I was looking uh-huh. out to see if I could see the camera crew and I couldn't really see any yeah. yeah yeah they did a really good job what are you looking for Frank his marbles are you with him radar or are you independently crazy I'm helping a major do what I don't know <laughs> well he could have gotten a better man for the job come on Frank you can tell us I'm looking for $300 bub as if you didn't know Frank it wasn't stolen I don't really think either of you took it. Officers don't steal. Right. We don't go to the toilet either. We just explode when we're 50. All right, let's go ahead and move on to behind the scenes. I will start us off. The episode title is a play on the Herman Walk novel, The Kane Mutiny, which was made into a 1954 movie starring Humphrey Bogart. Very cool. And that's, uh, that's where Michael Caine got his name from. Really? Yeah, he was in a cafe in uh, London. Because uh, obviously Michael Caine's real name is Maurice Micklewhite. Not the most Hollywood-sounding name. Wow. And, uh, and so they, um, his agent says, you need a better name, and I need it now because we've got a film coming up. And he looked up, and there was a poster of the Kane Mutiny on there. So he just called himself Michael Kane. That's, nice. that's, a cool, that's, that's a cool little tidbit. I never knew that. That's yeah, pretty cool. me neither. Nice. <laughs> when Frank is searching through Radar's drawer looking for the stolen money, he pulls out a Spider-Man and an Avengers comic. The issues are Amazing Spider-Man number 81 from February 1970 and Avengers number 72 from January 1970. Spider-Man wasn't even created until 1962 and the Avengers one year later in 1963. The Korean War ended in 1953. Again with the <laughs> yep. TARDIS. That TARDIS thing. Yeah. It's amazing as well. Like, you only see those comics briefly that someone was able to identify them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know they screen grabbed those. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, when Radar describes going through Klinger's tent, the colonel asks if this Corporal Klinger is a nurse. However, army nurses automatically received officers' ranks when they joined up. Therefore, a corporal would not be a nurse. One would think the colonel would have been aware of this. You'd think. Mm. I'm sure it was more for the joke than yeah. Yeah. You know, realistic. Uh, when Frank is knocked unconscious by the OR door, Hawkeye tells Father Mulcahy to take over in pre-op. Mulcahy, with no medical training, would be unable to make the necessary triage decisions required of him. That's right. I thought about that too, but you know, but he can go in there and say, oh, well, you have a wound in your head. You're obviously going to need to go, you know. Yeah. yeah. He would be able to make medical decisions, though. Mm-hmm. And another episode with no Margaret. Yeah, she's in my head. Yeah. Uh, this is the first of nine episodes directed by Harry Morgan. His last was episode 250. 
Yeah, I looked it up. He, like, does one every season. Wow. Yeah. On the first day of his command, Frank orders the camp to bug out. Bugging out can only be authorized through i including practice bug outs. This can be seen as another example of Frank's disregard of army regulations for his own personal interests of lording his authority over others. Creep. <laughs> Sicko, man. <laughs> In the scene where Frank was saying what happened, he stated that he had blood type B, but in germ warfare, he had blood type AB negative. So he was kind of right. I was thinking about that. He probably was doing it just as part of the story, because the whole story was fabricated. Yeah. Yeah. With. Uh, it is identified as October the 11th, 1952, in this episode. About five seasons later, they celebrate the new year in 1952. <laughs> <laughs> it took a long time, man. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap, man. I love the MASH timeline. Yeah. Oh. Hold it, hold it, dress him. There's no double parking here. I can't put him to sleep, he's in shock. His patient isn't stable. Which of us is? I'm not kidding, dammit. I'm not operating on this man till he gets a few units of blood. Same here. I cut into this patient with his hemoglobin, he's gonna stroke out. Frank, get in here! Frank! Oh, watch it, clumsy! In your ear. Frank, this kid needs a transfusion, and BJ's patient is likely to croak during his operation. Oh, pick, pick, pick. Is that all you guys can do? Frank, what are you doing out there? He's adapted Henry Ford's principles to medicine. He sends the wounded in on an assembly line, and we're supposed to attach the headlights. Is that a bomb? Uh, no, Frank. Someone's playing their World War II album. Frank, pre-op means preparation. Prep them. Listen, they're backing up out there. With all the shelling going on, there'll be more and more wounded. We'll overflow. We'll be buried alive. That beats their being buried dead, Frank. Now get out there and practice medicine, or I'm going to report you to Lionel Barrymore. I'm your superior officer, Pierce. You will not talk to me in that insolent manner. Frank, you can either help the wounded or become one. Thank you, nurse. You may just have saved countless lives. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter, at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me, at Hawkeye Mids. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And I am at Tales Podcast. And we have a totally radical website, man. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.com. And you can send us your feedback to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. And we even have a very cool store where you can buy all kinds of neat stuff, all with the MASH 4077 logo on it. Even has our pictures. I've seen it. Pretty cool stuff. You can find our online store at www.zazzle.com forward slash mash 4077 podcast and remember you can follow us on itunes direct download or of course from stitcher radio just search for mash 4077 podcast all right so i think that's going to do it for this episode um i think we all liked it yeah yeah it was okay i mean not the best but i thought it was okay yeah, but definitely meds and i give it high thumbs up for that one so uh i am kenny uh i'm simon and i'm bob we'll be seeing ya gentlemen I've weighed the evidence carefully not merely the testimony but the records of those involved I have no doubt that Captain Pierce is a prankster and thoroughly unmilitary but the records indicate that he's a top flight surgeon lord knows I wouldn't want to lead a company of Pierce's into battle 
but I'd sure as hell want him around when that battle was over. Colonel, what do the records indicate about my surgical skills? If you hadn't been drafted as a doctor, I think you'd have been assigned as a pastry chef. In my judgment, no case of mutiny exists. And I'll advise that the charges against Captain Pierce be dropped. Court adjourned. You beat the rap, babyface. I owe it all to clean living and fancy footwork. Congratulations, Pierce. Me too, sir. Well, no hard feelings. I guess it's not your fault Justice got hoodwinked. And you can't be blamed for trying to save your own neck. But I do have a bone to pick with that colonel. Haven't you had enough for one day? Well, that's just it, sir. I won't allow his innocence to be a blot on my record. Do you think we could just sneak away and leave him here? Frank's too sharp for that. He always leaves a trail of breadcrumbs. That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're We're huge huge Disneyland Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www. Talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a, a Mickey, Mickey day. day. Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al, and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle on Podcast, and we talk about classic television programs and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle on Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean. So just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. Hi, I'm Amy. And I'm Emmy. And we are the Slayerettes. 
The Slayer Rats is a retrospective podcast and one of the greatest shows of all time. Buffy, Buffy the, the Vampire, Vampire Slayer. Slayer. Basically, we go through every episode and discuss it. What we loved, what we hated, and the things that make us think. There will be spoilers. I tend to go into the deeper stuff. And I tend to get stuck on stuff like Joyce's hair and Buffy's jacket. And we invite you to join in on the conversation. You can find our podcast on iTunes as well as our website, www.slayerettes.com. And if you're a social media lover, you can find us on Tumblr, Facebook, and Twitter as well. So if you're a fan of Buffy and you're looking for other Buffy fans... Or if you're just looking for a handy companion for your next rewatch... Then look no further. Because we are the Slayerettes. Rewatching and discussing TV's finest moments. We hope you join us! MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. Uh, I'm sorry. And uh, Kelly Nakahan. <laughs> and, <laughs> shut up. The issues are Amazing Spider Nap. Oh my gosh, my first one. Would be unable to make the necessary triage. Dis- triage. Oh my god, I was doing so good.